anyone who wants a baby that bad and is looking into surrogacy really wants to be a mother and a father and I wanted to be able to give that to someone. Welcome back to a new season of Big Little Choices. This is Shri and I'm so excited to bring you more stories, more inspiring choices and more opportunities for all of us to learn about what other amazing women and mothers are doing. We really want the season to inspire you and to make a choice or choices that are right for you. If you've heard episodes from the previous season, I hope your takeaway was that you can make an unconventional choice, stay true to yourself and still have a happy ending. Hope you enjoy the show. In today's episode, you'll hear from Emma. Emma grew up in a close-knit, fairly well-off family that gave her lots of opportunities to learn, explore life and travel. But what shaped her life the most was her siblings. She often felt left out with her two older sisters who she loves dearly and in order to get in she did things to help them follow them around and doing things for them all to get on their good side and that made her a helper and shaped her identity into pleasing and taking care of others Emma unexpectedly got pregnant when she was 23 with her then boyfriend and now husband and as she always wanted she chose to be a stay-at-home mom like her own mother was but once she had a second child an unconventional opportunity came her way So you have two kids of your own mm-hmm. and at some point you decide that you want to become a surrogate. Was that a choice that you had been thinking about for a while or was it more sort of it just organically happened? It more organically happened. I never grew up or have thought in my mind to be a surrogate. Like it didn't ever cross my mind. It wasn't something I thought I wanted to look into in the future or anything of that sort. it really kind of fell into my lap in a great way i guess my sister kind of brought it up to me cuz her coworker was doing it and i just kind of thought well that seems crazy and the more you think about it the more or the more i thought about it the more it didn't seem so crazy i just looked more into it and just it felt right to do and if i were to ask you if there was one single reason why you chose to do it what might it have been my own kids was probably the reason in the end i decided to do it it's both my kids were unplanned and they were both so healthy and so happy and the love they gave me and the joy in my life is just ultimately the more i thought about it i just cannot imagine not being able to have that if you really really wanted it so they were my reason for doing it because anyone who wants a baby that bad and is looking into surrogacy really wants to be a mother and a father and i wanted to be able to give that to someone but were there certain decisions that you had to be very deliberate about in terms of how it might affect your own health how it might affect the dynamics of your family so i'd love to hear a little bit more about the choices that you had to make along the way once you decided that you wanted to become a surrogate Yeah, there's a lot that goes into it, and you definitely have to think about how it's going to affect you and your life and your body and your children. For instance, I mean being pregnant for 9 months and the the toll it takes on your body is hard. And at the time my kids were, I think, for my first surrogacy, they were 3 and 5. So they were young, and I still with a lot of energy and I still needed to be around for that. So I really had to make sure that putting my body through that while still taking care of my toddlers was going to be okay and that was a choice that I really 
had to think about. But my first pregnancies were so easy with both my kids. I just, it seemed like it would work. And luckily, it really did. But what about the responsibility that comes with having somebody else's child in the sense that, you know, being really careful about what you eat and how you take care of yourself and your mental well-being and all of these other pieces that, you know, when you have your own child, you sometimes slack off. You sometimes are like, it's going to be fine if I just eat a pint of ice cream for dinner. Mm -hmm. But when you're having someone else's child, is there a greater sense of responsibility? Yes, very much so. It's a lot of pressure, actually. I'd say it's definitely more stressful to be pregnant with somebody else's child than my own. I mean, and of course, I wanted my children to be healthy and all that, but I was much more lenient, I guess, in my pregnancies when it came to what I ate or anything like that, those sort of things. And when it comes to somebody else's child, the last thing you want to do is there be an issue because of something you did. So... It's a lot of pressure. I was pretty strict and good about following the rules with both those pregnancies because you really just want someone to have a healthy baby and you don't want anything to happen that could be your fault. So you clearly put in a lot of thought and intention into being pregnant the right way, so to speak, right? So with that, I'm assuming also comes this thing of being attached to the baby. How did you think about that piece when it's not for you to keep? but for you to give away to the, um, the biological parents. And that's kind of hard because my first surrogacy, you know, I felt like I'd be okay, but you don't actually really ever know how you'd feel about that until it happens, until that baby's born. But for me, you're not making this child in a very traditional way. I, you know, it's so scientific and there's shots and hormones and an embryo transfer and it's just you kind of know from the beginning it's not your baby and and make it like my own children so and I definitely found myself the first pregnancy not rubbing my belly as much or anything like that not purposely I just think I just knew she wasn't mine and then of course when she was born and you watch the parents get their child it's amazing. I mean, it's such an amazing feeling that kind of any doubt or like thought that she was supposed to be mine kind of goes right out the window. And I definitely feel a connection with both my surrogate babies. Um, there's something there for sure. I hold a very special place for them, but I've never actually thought they should be home with me or that they were rightfully mine in any way. So I'm going to go back to something that you mentioned earlier, which was that You yourself had two young kids when you chose to have your first surrogate baby. So you had a three and a five-year-old. Was there any, you know, rush in terms of you choosing to have this uh, surrogate baby so soon after, or rather when you had two toddlers at home, right? Was Was there any sense of urgency for you to want to do it so quickly, or you just never thought about it that much? I didn't think about it that much and I think just it just so happened that when it fell into my lap and it became something that I decided I wanted to do that was just the timing that it was and I felt like I was still fairly young I was 28 when my first surrogate baby was born and most people don't start till like 28 these days so I felt like I was still pretty young and it just seemed like the right timing 
and it actually turned out to be a very long process. It took almost a year to get pregnant with that surrogate baby, so uh, didn't even go as quickly as I thought it might. So what are some of the challenges of choosing to become a surrogate mother? It was hard to know whether or not I was going to want the baby. You kind of take a chance on that, and I think that was the biggest thing for me. In the sense of once you had the baby, what if you felt such a close connection that you didn't want to let go? Yeah. And you didn't, I didn't really know whether that was going to happen or not. So I took a chance on it, and I felt like I'd be okay, and I was, which was great. And the other thing I really thought hard about was how it was going to affect my husband. It takes a pretty strong man, I think, to watch his wife be pregnant with somebody else's child and him be with me through the whole nine months and go through all the ups and downs of the hormones and the mood changes. So it took a lot of thought into making sure and really, really making sure he was going to be supportive on that. That was really important. So once you started thinking about surrogacy and presumably you did a lot of research on your own and started to have a strong viewpoint on whether you wanted to move forward with it or not, was there any specific thing that sort of like really pushed you towards it? Was there like a seal the deal kind of an event that happened? Someone close to me was pregnant and then had a miscarriage. And that was devastating for them. And watching kind of someone go through that and feel those emotions was very sad. And I felt like that was kind of the thing that sealed it for me is that I would have loved to help do something for that person if needed, which it didn't end up being needed, but that really sealed it for me because just watching them go through such a hard thing and just imagining how many people actually do go through miscarriages and infertility and it's devastating. And watching it on a personal level is even devastating and it didn't happen to me. So that really sealed the deal for me that I wanted to be a surrogate. Once Emma decided that she wanted to move forward with surrogacy, she chose to work with the agency her sister mentioned and found that she wanted to be with a business that felt like a family-friendly unit and less transactional. And when it came to the two families that she became a surrogate for, it was all about a connection and knowing that the family was a right match for her. With both families reading their profiles, looking at their pictures, she felt a connection that compelled her to help them. But that still meant that there was paperwork and documentation in place to make sure that both parties were on the same page. I'm assuming with the intended parents that you are becoming a surrogate mother for, there is a certain level of ownership that they feel over this baby, which is, you know, it's our baby. We want the surrogate to do things a certain way. There's a certain level of control that potentially could be exercised over the surrogate, right? So... How would you even know any of that when you sign up for these things? I mean, is it like you're saying, you feel a connection, you trust that this is a good match for you, and you just jump into it? Pretty much, yes. You jump into it, and you hope it all goes well. And part of being a surrogate is the legal part of it. You come up with a huge contract that there's a lot of, that really lays out your do's and don'ts in it. And if you really read it through, I mean, it's like you can only eat three cans of tuna a week. I mean, it really lays it out for you. So, And this is a general document or this is something that the intended parents and the surrogate sit down and draw up together? Um, it's 
usually a general document that's tweaked based on each couple, but I think they really lay it out a lot to maybe eliminate some of the control that the intended parents might feel like they want to do. So it puts in a lot of the basic do's and don'ts for pregnancy that I think helps eliminate issues down the line during the pregnancy. And both of your deliveries were pretty straightforward as your own two kids had been? Yes, they were both fairly easy. I mean, I actually, I would just say they were both really easy. They both were quick and great. Yeah, they were about the same as mine, mine too. So, you know, one of the things that you think about when you hear stories about surrogates and stuff is that there is a financial upside to it. But is that the case? Is it as easy as there is a check coming in so you can go ahead and have a baby for someone else? No, definitely not. Yes, it's a financial upside, but it's not something that's going to last forever. It's not like you have a career and a salary. You have an income for nine months. So you have to be prepared for that, that it goes away. And then, I mean, you just can't be a surrogate just for the financial upside. And if I'm being very honest, I don't know. I mean, if you break it all down, I don't know if you're really making that much, you know, weekly or monthly as a lot of other people do in other careers. So it's, you can't be about the financial upside. They're just, it won't work that way. You need to be able to be in the mindset to do it and physically do it. I mean, I know, I think, you know, in your case, you were lucky that you had pretty smooth pregnancies and deliveries. But I'm sure there's other instances where it's not that easy. What price can you pay for having morning sickness for three months or a complicated delivery? Nothing, right? That's an excellent question. I don't know. I mean, and I know friends who have now had difficult pregnancies and they've said, well, I could never be a surrogate because I don't know if I could go through that for somebody else's child. It's kind of easy to do for your own child and you just put up with it. But to put money on going through the more difficult stuff in pregnancy, I would assume you want a lot more than you're given. And I would say definitely my second surrogate pregnancy was probably my hardest pregnancy of them all. And there was a point where I'm like, man, I don't know if even the money makes it worth. I had about a month where I had terrible, terrible headaches and could hardly function. And I thought, man, if this doesn't go away and this is my whole pregnancy this time, I don't know if the money is worth what it's putting me through right now. Um, And that was kind of unusual and lucky for me it went away. But for me, sometimes it feels a little weird when people are like, well, you're such a saint, you're an angel. Thank you so much. Sometimes that feels a little funny to me because ultimately I did get paid for it. So I feel like I did a job that took a lot of kindness and generosity and sacrifice. And that sort of thing is not going to come easy to everybody. And it's still not the easiest decision. It's still hard work, but ultimately at the end of the day, I did a job. And a job that I really loved and I feel like was an important job. And I wasn't in it for the money. It was an upside and it definitely helped my family. But it had to be more about giving someone a child, which it was for me. And what was it like when you actually gave them that child? Like that moment in the delivery room when the intended parents see their child for the first time? Um, It's kind of a very overwhelming feeling. I'm kind of tearing up thinking about it now. 
getting your own child, you've experienced giving birth to your own child and that in itself is overwhelming and just like the best feeling in the world and nothing really beats that. But what comes pretty darn close is watching somebody else get a child that they've wished for and prayed for and have just wanted forever. It's just, it's really incredible to be a part of. It's super special. Is there ever an expectation that after you give birth, you either nurse the baby or that you pump and provide the baby with breast milk? Um, it's kind of individually decided between, um, it's different for every couple. Not every couple wants breast milk. Some couples have you breastfeed in the hospital. I think it depends on everybody's, you know, each individual couple. For me, I did end up pumping for both my surrogate babies. And for the first one, I lasted seven months, I think, pumping. Yes. And for the second one, I only lasted about three months. But they both asked me to do it, and I gave it a shot. You know, one of the things I always ask the moms I interview is that some of these choices that we're making aren't just affecting us and aren't just because, you know, we think that, okay, this is the right thing to do. In your case, you felt such a strong desire to help families who couldn't have children of their own. And so you decide to make this choice. But what if that choice affects your own children? And maybe in your case, not so much. But from what you're saying to a certain extent, the fact that while you were pumping, maybe you weren't as available as they would have wanted you to be. Or when you were pregnant, maybe there was some amount of fatigue or being tired or the recovery process postpartum. How do you think about that piece of making a choice that you feel is right for you and you really believe in and it's a great choice, but thinking about how it might affect your children now or later? I think it would only affect them in a good way at this point. I don't think they know any different that it wasn't normal. And for me, part of doing it the second time was to show my kids generosity and love and tolerance. These are all kind of lessons in what goes along with surrogacy. And I can't say for them if it affected them badly. And I don't think I would know until later. I wanted them to know how much I loved them and how much I want somebody else to have that love. And I hope that affects them in a positive way. I saw Emma's story from two sides. One, as someone who has been through fertility issues and knows how hard it is to have a child, I think surrogacy is an incredible gift that someone can give you. And then also seeing Emma's story through the lens of being a mother, of having been pregnant, dealing with the pregnancy ups and downs, but then knowing that this was for my child, made from my and my partner's DNA, and mine forever. So to see Emma go through this experience for someone else was very inspiring. As we wrapped up our chat, Emma shared her final thoughts on making decisions, unconventional or not. Do you have any advice for women who are trying to make an unconventional choice in their lives? Because what I see from the stories I hear is that it takes a certain amount of courage to make these choices. So do you have any advice for women who are trying to do something like this? My biggest advice is to just follow your gut, which sounds a little cheesy or cliche, but I think for me, it was following exactly how I felt and moving forward with it. I couldn't, you can't listen to other people and their opinions. You can't get caught up in what other people think. It's really trusting yourself 
and moving forward in a way that you feel good about. And that's what ultimately it came down to for me. I wasn't, you know, you tell people you're gonna be a surrogate and some people are kind of like, oh, okay, interesting. And you just can't think about that or think about other people's opinions. I mean, for me, I would really just say, trust how you feel and trust how you feel about the whole thing and whatever decision you're making that's unconventional or not, it's all about trusting yourself. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please give us a review and rating on iTunes as well as subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it. 